Oh, hey. There it is. Forget that weird story. I forget the name of that ghost. It was a ghost and no, it, wasn't. it was like uh Oh, somebody just hit you in the head real hard. And you said it went oodly oodly, I swear to God. Your life is terrifying. Did you get any fishing done over the weekend? Dude, I did fishing. It was awesome. I got a great story for you. We went over the rip, and, and for the first time ever, I saw something I never saw before. I saw something I never saw before. Really? Fishing at Aldrich Pond in Granby. All right, I'll go first. Okay. And then you see if you can you can top me with your story. You're going to think I'm a horse's ass, but I swear to God, it's true. I already think you're a horse's ass. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Oh, the big oh, finish. The No GMO Fishing. Show. Bob Kester, what's going on? Not much, Pat Kelly. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. Welcome to the No GMO Fishing Show. What's go- are the stripers still in the river? It's the or last what? full week of June. or No, it's the last full week of spring, Right. and the stripers are still in the river. What kind of luck did you have? You went yesterday? We went, went, went yesterday morning with my friend. Uh, the river is really low. If you've got a V-bottom boat, you probably can't get in at the Bondi's boat ramp. It's it's that shallow, but his boat's flat enough that we could get it in. We could walk it across most of the river to the deeper water, get in it, and we're drifting down to the rip right above the Westfield River where it comes in. Right, and it's shallow enough that part of the rip is above water. The part that's underwater is now clearly visible. As you drift over it, you'll see how it's like four feet, four feet, four feet, and then all of a sudden there's this wall, and then it's six inches deep, and then it drops off the backside. So we drift up to it, leave our motor down, and it catches the bottom and holds us right there. So we're casting Perfect. downhill from there. And it, it was great. We could see we could see fins in the water. We could see activity. There were things that were being chased. It was great. It was active. Really, really active. Throwing the sluggo, nothing. Throwing the whopper plopper, nothing. Throwing everything that I had, it just wasn't working. And then I switched over to the spool tech paddle tail that I got as being a member of the on the water striper cup so I threw that and I caught like a doink on something and I reeled it in and I had some scales on the hook I'm like wow I almost snagged a fish that's a pretty thick dense population of fish if I can just rip this thing through the crowd and hook up with a couple scales so my friend switches over to a rapala he throws it over and he snags a shad we're like there's a shad right there that's what all these tails were, were just shad hanging. Still in the river. Still in the river, still active. Schools of 10 to a dozen just ripping around that downhill side of the rip. As we're, as we're drifting over, we're looking down at the shad. Now, but now, do we have a cold spring or something? Because I don't remember shad being around the third week in June. I don't remember it either, but if you look at the On the Water magazine's striper migration chart, it has the big ones, the 30-pounders, now all along the coast of Connecticut, continuing to work their way up. This has got to be close to the end of it, but I'm not seeing the, the the dead shad that we usually see that depicts the end of the striper run. And my friend took another cast with that Rapala and caught a schoolie. And that a was schoolie? A schoolie was like 9 to 10 inches long. It was adorable. <laughs> and then he threw that one back, but- the, the shad are still there, still active, and I, I'm thinking the next time we go out, if the stripers aren't hitting, 
I'm going to start throwing a shad dart or two and catching some of those. What the hell's a schoolie doing up here? Maybe he's like got like mistaken identity. Just started know, hanging he, out with the shad or something. He couldn't have been the only one. He couldn't have been right. the only one. It's just weird to get something that small this late in the season up here. Right. I, I'm I'm just as flummoxed as you are. Considering this is this is going on week four now. Wow. Which is rare. What the hell does flummoxed mean? Do you, are you having a difficult time understanding what that means? No, look, just cause, <laughs> look if you, just because you speak slower doesn't mean I'm going to understand it, Mr. Condescending. You don't know what flummoxed means. Are you finding it difficult no. to understand what flummoxed I means? Can, I can make a pretty good guess, you know, seeing as the you, context of the sentence kind of thing. flustered okay. over not being able to understand what flummoxed I'm getting means? Fl- you're flustering me. Um, I, I want to mention this because we do talk about the rip a lot here because we like spending time there. There's usually fish there. Right. Um, um, this time of year, especially if you're on the South End Bridge heading from uh, like Longmeadow over to Agawam, if you're on the South End Bridge, you look down to your right, just above the Westfield River. That's you can see the rip. You can you see can, the rip where the where the waters stones are sticking out of the water. That's exactly what we're talking about. That's where knuckleheads will go full bore when it's a foot when the water's mm. a foot higher, and they won't know it, and they'll hit that and ruin their prop and break a shear pin. And probably do lower end damage and drift all the way down to Hartford before they can get out of the rock. This the time of year, you can walk out on it too. It's you really so- can. You you can walk out on it, but it again now that you can see it, you really see how one step in the wrong direction and you're like chest high. It's it's difficult fishing there when the water's up because you can still walk out. You know, I was walking out there two three weeks ago, but the difference is. The water is like two inches below the top of your waders at that point. Yeah, and, yeah. See, that gets risky. And the current is like pushing the rocks from underneath your feet. So one yeah. slip, man, you're a water parachute going down. Yeah. So you got you got to be sensible about it. But as far as getting aggressive, there's a lot more access to the river now. Pinching point point, you can now walk out. Yeah, you you can. can play football on the beach down there. You can. And you know it certainly wasn't like that four weeks ago. I got no luck at Pinch and Point Friday night. I went down there just as the sun was going down. I think it was, it was still bright, but the sun was gone, doing some top water. And I went out as far as I could. You can almost go to like where the middle of the Westfield River is. Like I was, I was catching this side of the rip. Yeah. Like effectively. Sure. Killing it. To, and I know that everybody behind me fishing from the shore was jealous too because man, I was getting out to like the middle of the Connecticut yeah, River. And you're out in the middle of the Connecticut River, knee deep, and yeah. they're casting from shore halfway to you. Yes. Right. So you know they're fishing in like right. twelve inches of water, which is okay if you've maybe at nighttime with the cats coming up onto the the flats to eat. That'd be that would work. But right. In the middle of that hot day sun beating down on the sand like that, I don't know. You're not gonna see any striper in there, not during the day like that. But the trench. There is, there is a trench that comes out of the Westfield River that meets up with the Connecticut River mm. that does drop off to like 12 feet. And if you can get something into that trench, I bet you could pull something up out of there. That's a trench in a hurry, too, by the way. When you're walking out yeah, there from yeah, Pigeon Point, doing, you, you're slowly kind of putting your foot down, and then suddenly you can't feel any ground. Yeah, that's when you turn around and go back a you got to watch out. So I went to Aldrich Pond in uh, Granby, which is a great little pond. Um, and it's great to hike, too, by the way. There's, it's got a clear path all around it. And some people fish, and you know, usually they fish at the closest spot, you know, which I love getting away from. You know, shore fishing's tough because less garbage if you get farther away. Right, that's true too. <laughs> but the closer the access is, the further I like to go. I like to get places where people don't go. Right. So I went to sort of like the back end of it, and I was um, I threw the whopper plopper also. Yeah. And they have that thing on top of the water, and I don't know what you call it. 
it, but it looks like little tiny green BBs. Yeah. And when you use top water, it just kind of cuts a path right through it. And sure. you can, and as as the day goes on, you can see the exact paths that you've been taking all day. Oh, yeah. It leaves little streaks like yeah. through the surface of the water. So I threw the Whopper Plopper, got no luck at all. But then I changed over to um, a pearl colored super fluke, got one hit. You know, and then I just continued casting, and the day's wearing on. So finally, I switch over to a frog, you know, because it's still that green stuff on top of the water, just pumped. So I throw the frog, I get it snagged in a tree. Okay. So, you know, I did my best to get it out, and it was one of those things, it was just impossible. So, yeah, last resort, back down my drag, and I, I snap it with my pole. My pole breaks. <gasps> uh. The fishing pole breaks. The line doesn't break, uh. but the fishing pole broke. What what test did you have on there? Oh, I had like f- 12, 12, 12, maybe right. twelve, maybe maybe fourteen. Like a braid? Yeah, no, it was. Uh, it was I was using mono. mono? Okay. Yep, so it was stretchy. Um, so the pole broke, the line did not, and I ended up getting my lure back. But the part of the pole that broke off disappeared. How's it disappear? Would that's why I I was I wanted to mention this to you. So obviously. The line goes through the eyelets of the part of the pole that broke off. Right. To the lure. Yeah. It broke off right where this, you know, it's a two, it's a two-piece pole, right? Piece inserts, it, inserts inside of the it, next. It broke off right where the insert was. So you got right. three eyelets that are loose on your line. At least. Okay. Couldn't find the part of the pole. But I you got, got you got your lure back? I got my lure back. Couldn't find the part of the pole. Now, this is where you call me a madman because I'm sitting in the woods for 15 minutes calling myself a madman because I wasn't really paying attention as I was as I was pulling it. You know, I'm kind of looking the other way because, you know, the lure comes back fast at you if it does come off the tree. You already so, took one to the leg a week or two ago. Right, yeah. That's right. So, and I heard the splash of the pole in the water. I heard it. It would snap, splash, and I looked down. I looked at my pole. And I'm like, oh, and I had some choice words there. And then- I couldn't find the rest of the pole. Now, even if the eyelets had broken off the pole, the eyelets would still be on the line because yeah. I got my lure back. Right. You got your lure back. Everything should, as you reel up that line, everything would have backed up to your lure. Yep. So if your pole broke at that connection, you'd have three eyelets. It would slide up or down the line until it got to your frog. And then when your frog comes back, your pole would be there. There's no other reason for it to not be there. So the only possible way that it could happen is if that line somehow cut through every eyelet on the way to the lure, but I still brought got the lure back. Yeah, you're right. That there would have to be a rope burn of all rope burns to go through nylon and an eyelet in three different places in order for that section of pole to break free and that lure to come back at you. You know, I knew a guy who he could do this thing with metal rings. I, I was going to bring that up. And he could bang them together and they were like, they were separate, but then he would, he would click, click. And then they were like together. Yeah. Maybe you should talk to him and find <laughs> oh, out no. what kind of crazy magic you were doing that would separate your eyelets from your fishing pole from the line. You you wouldn't have believed it because I'm sitting there. I'm still my, having a my lure is still in, it's still in the tree. I'm holding on to the one half of my pole. Yeah, and I'm sitting there, I'm just sitting there talking to myself. I'm like Dude, I'm like that's weird. I'm like what in the hell? 
what is going on here? Because you've had the, the pieces come apart oh, in your bowl. Uh, it, it, it happened to me over the, the weekend. Time. Sure, yeah. Um, you get it back, right? Because yeah, the lure's on the other end. You feel end. like an idiot. You reel it up. It's like, doink, 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 and you reel it up, and you reattach it, and you press it a little harder next time so that it doesn't. That's weird, dude. You, you, I never had that happen. My friend Doug tells me he's like, "Oh, he's like your pole broke." He's like, "Go to Cabela's and just tell me your pole broke." I'm like, "They'll never, they'll never ever believe my story." Yeah, don't lead with that story. I am not. Li- I'm not. Tell me you shut it in the car door or something like that. Well, the, the problem is, it's the it's it's a, it's a clean like it's not broken at all. It's the, still the clean top of the first half of the pole. Maybe you should just get a new pole. I'm just going to make pretend none of it happened. That's crazy. It's either that or I get my snorkel and stuff because I want to see the condition of the, the the part of the pole that's in the water. I don't know if it's in the water. I think you just zapped it into another existence. It's in another earthly plane now. The, there was no explanation for it. I've never had that happen in my life. I've never, I've never heard of that. Well, it's impossible. That's why. It's it's impossible. It's physically impossible for that to happen, but it happened. I got my frog back. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think I might have to I don't know. talk it's, to a psychiatrist or something. Weird. No, man, my guy with the rings, I'm telling you, you can bang them together and then they separate. It was spooky, spooky stuff. <laughs> what kills me about that, too, is they'll, they'll give you the two rings to inspect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, here, man, inspect sure. these. Check right? this out. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a ring. Clink. Oh, it looks like a chain. <laughs> I got a joke for you. All right. There's this guy. He's fishing out on the end of the dock. And while he's fishing, a, a priest comes out, sits down next to him, asks him, how, how's, how's his luck? And he turns to him. He's like, ah, I haven't really caught anything yet, but I'm not really out here for fishing anyway. And he takes out a brown paper bag with whiskey, takes a swig of the whiskey. The priest looks down at him. He's like, you know... In all my 65 years, that stuff's never dry, passed my lips. The guy looks up at the priest and he's like, yeah, today's not your day either. <laughs> I, I love that guy's fishing technique. Usually that's our plan B. Plan B. Yours and mine, but... That's, hey. what, that's what the cooler's for, Padre. <laughs> <laughs> if your plan A works, go with it. Okay, so what, another week for the Striper? What do you think? That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking another week. And I plan on pushing this every single week until I cannot catch any. And and since we did get that schoolie in the boat, I'm saying it's still on. Let's let's chase it until they stop. Join us next week where we say one more week of Striper. One more week of, yeah, don't be afraid. Don't be shy. Get out there and catch some fish. I'm going fishing tonight. I hope you take me.